Hi, Nick. Hello. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> Look, it's been a little while, and that's okay. We did we did have an episode. <laughs> a random one. Uh, yeah, we threw in there after I disappeared for a while. Went AWOL. Well, I don't think you went AWOL because I knew exactly where you were. <laughs> I just went away without leave. It was it was a it was a bit of a a journey, shall we say? Wow, away without warning. Well, there you go. Well, we kind of <laughs> had warning. We had a long time to get used to the fact it was going to happen. Yes, <laughs> unplanned. Anyway, we can talk a bit about. Actually, we'll talk a bit about that today. But before we do, Nick, mm. you're here to make us all laugh. I'm going to do my very best. And at this time of year, it can be very challenging to make anyone laugh. And yet here I am with another suggested joke. <laughs> oh, no, this is a, a listener recommendation, is it? Mm, it is a bit. All right, you ready? Okay. All right. Hang on. Just got to buckle up my seatbelt. Five ants moved into a house with another five ants. They became ten ants. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. I actually saw that coming as soon as you said five ants and then five ants. I'm like, five ants and five ants, 10 ants. Oh, I know where this is going. Yes, I figured it out. <laughs> I'm right. so proud of myself. You should have spoilt it. I could go back to grade school. You could go back to grade school. I'm not sure they'd quite be okay with um, a gray-haired, bearded, or what do we call it? Yeah, no, you have a beard. Bearded I don't know, in I don't the know classroom. what you call that when it's kind of, it's not three-day growth. It's more like a seven-day growth. It's cultivated though, right? You, it is. You, you do trim it, don't you? I'm a, I'm a cultured beard grower. Actually, I've never asked you these questions. Yeah, well, let's talk about it publicly on the podcast because that's the perfect forum to discuss <laughs> my beard trimming. Maybe someone out there has a weird, like, you know how for some people feet are just revolting? It's like, the thought of someone's feet, looking at them, touching them. Maybe someone out there is the same about men's beards. It just it's like makes them feel a bit chucky. Are you trying to push my buttons here this morning, Warwick, or what? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Do you have a thing like that, Nick? Do you have a thing that makes you feel a bit like, whoa, squeamish? I think you know what my thing is that makes me feel squeamish. Other than other people making chuck vomit sounds? Noises. Yeah, I'm not good. I'm a sympathetic vomiter. I'm not very good at vomit noises, whether real or otherwise. They do make me quite queasy. And then, you know what? It is. It's my own feet. I cannot touch my own feet. Weird as that might be, I don't mind other people's feet, but I don't like my own feet. And so I have to go to the podiatrist to um, do my nails or I have my, I actually go every three weeks to have my toes done because I just can't stand to touch my own feet. Right. Hmm, it's weird. I don't know. My brother's the same. One of my kids are the same. It's very strange. Hmm. I must admit, I don't have a chuck nerve. Really? No, nothing, nothing makes me feel chucky, except for drinking way too much alcohol and Ugh. riding myself off, which fortunately I do not do anymore. I, I swore off that 
last week. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long time since I did that. Uh, I was laughing with someone the other day about how quickly that creeps up on you. It's just that this, that one last drink you shouldn't have had every single time. And it's not. It's the 23 drinks you had before. Yeah, yeah. it was the 24th last drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's, we're having a bit of a giggle about how it always seems to be that one last one you can contribute to. This person might have been mid-third round of shots at the time. I might have been looking at them and saying, do you think maybe that might be the last one that you should have had? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're not here to talk about responsible consumption of alcohol, although this is this is an episode about prepping, Nick, as the title suggests. That just popped into my mind when we we uh, mapped out our content for the next seven minutes. Maybe and... perhaps that's a trigger warning, and nobody's listening because they've looked at prepping and thinking, "Oh God, we're not going into this again, are we?" Yeah, wasn't prepping a thing? Hey, we loved to. Think take the mickey out of preppers um hate on them ridicule them maybe some of us were were closet preppers we did it but we didn't tell anybody because we were a bit too embarrassed to admit to the fact that we had 15 eight packs of toilet paper (laughs) stashed in the attic and you know water bottles all lined up in the garage ready to go and seven gas bottles just in case we ran into i don't know supply shortages or something we'd filled up all the jerry cans ready for the car just all, in case. I think in one form or another, I, everybody prepped in some form for something that thankfully didn't eventuate to the extent that we all thought it might. Mm. And so this episode, can I say, has got nothing to do with that kind of prepping. Can we just not, make it really clear? We're not talking about that C word. No. We're, we're talking about a different C word today. Wow. Great point, Warwick. We are too. And it's the c- c- Christmas Ho, ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> All right. We're talking about Christmas. It's that time of year as, as we record this episode. People are already mid-November. There you go. I've outed how far ahead we record these things, which is not very. <laughs> um, people are losing their minds mm. about Christmas. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Christmas guru. I have the family tree went up on Wednesday night. We have two trees in this house. We, well, actually, this is probably embarrassing, but now I've out, outed myself. We have a family tree and we have a pretty tree. And why do we have both? Because I was gifted two gorgeous trees from the lovely Balsam Hill many years ago when I was a my version of an influencer. And so we put both up. One has all of the kids' old decorations that they made. We were laughing on the weekend. Elder's daughter is 27. There's a, a bell on the tree that's been painted gold. And, you know, it used to be covered in macaroni, but there's only – from maybe 36 pieces of macaroni, there's three left. We were laughing about how she must get hungry every year and pull another piece of mac off. Oh, but, you dry know, macaroni. These, yeah, yuck. Well, remember all this beautiful stuff that, I don't know, sometimes we're tempted to throw away that kids make. When they're adults, it is the most special thing to spend that night together dressing the tree with all those silly things that they made and the memories and the laughs and it's the very best. So my Christmas tree's up. I'm not losing my mind. I even have Christmas lights on my house that we started turning on on Wednesday when the kids came home. Nick, I think that's different to the, and we talk about this every year on the podcast and every year, Coxie and I, cause you've been here for, we just went past nine years, by the way. Yes. Nine years. This show has been getting published on 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and all the thing back in the day. A couple of other platforms. Yeah, some of those didn't even exist. No. Um, actually, I don't think we were on Spotify when we started the show because Spotify wasn't really a gig. There was still this, um, oh, what was the other one? Not iHeartRadio. There was uh, I know exactly what the other mean. platform that died and Spotify just crushed them. Yes. Anyway, I can't think of it. It still shows up on my old car stereo as one of the options. It's like I probably should update the head unit in my uh, my thirty year old Land Cruiser because I still have to scroll past the old dead music network. But anyway, uh, every year we talk about Christmas and we talk about how people lose their minds. And every year people do the same thing. And every year people leave it till the last minute to prepare, not for the tree or the lights or the gifts. Uh, don't I don't really care about all that stuff. Not because I don't care about Christmas, but that's not the stuff that causes the biggest problems for you listeners. It is leaving your business planning for the Christmas period until now. Cause mm. I hate to say this and I'm going to, you've kind of left it too late. Plus a large part of it. I agree with you. Some of it can be rectified really quickly. If you take action off the back of the episode today. And Nick's going to rescue you, listeners. Only a little bit. Some of it's a bit late for, I'm afraid. I'm here to make you feel like crap. And Nick's going to come in and give you a big hug and say it's which, okay. Which bits do you think they're too late for? <laughs> uh, I think you've missed the boat with cash flow. Yes, 100% agree. If you haven't done anything about it now, just forget about it. Don't worry about it. It, it will be what it will be. Mm-hmm. What you can do, though, is now take action about... New year cash flow. Yes. Uh, I think you've left your run too late with, well, I mean, th- these are all related to cash flow. Cash flow is sort of the end result of workflow planning, mm-hmm. um, job planning, you know, making sure you've got enough work in. And also the way you schedule your work, um, you're going to have to hustle hard over the next couple of weeks if you think you're going to reschedule clients so that you've got work to come back to. You should have been doing that probably two or three months ago. Yep. Um, what else have you left you run too late on? Probably buying gifts for your wife. Oh, no, you've oh, got plenty of time to do that. <laughs> plenty of time to do that. There's nothing wrong with Christmas Eve. Come on, I bought her a new vacuum cleaner a couple of weeks ago. Oh, we, we, you are trying to bait me. We've already had this conversation. <laughs> do you know who I bought the new vacuum cleaner for? You. Me. Of course it was for you. Do you know that? My darling wife only used our fancy new stick vac for the first time a couple of days ago. We've had it for three weeks. Guess where it hangs on its charger? On the kitchen or the laundry? In my office. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's my fancy, very expensive stick vac. Did you get the I, one that I told you to have a look at? Uh, yeah, we got, I, I ended up getting a mad deal on, it's like it's a $1,200 stick vac. We don't talk about brands on this show. Actually, I don't really give a shit. Um, it's a Dyson. Mm. And I thought I would never I would never become a brand slut. And here I am with this sexy Dyson with a gold wand and everything and a purple filter on it. Not the best goddamn vacuum cleaner it's you've ever sick. used. I love mine. It's, it's I, <laughs> I carried my six-week-old son around in one arm the other day with the yep. Dyson stick back in the other, and we vacuumed the house together. It was such a beautiful bonding moment between father and son. 
I love mine as much as you love yours. It, it, it's my new obsession. Anyway, let's not talk about vacuums. Let's get off stick vacs. So um, <laughs> don't buy a vacuum cleaner for your wife. No, do not. Or a dishwasher, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> See, we're going a bit silly. It's that time of year, Nick. Silly season. Um, what else have you left your run to late on? Uh, I don't know. I think everything else you can probably take urgent action, like a, like a COVID prepper. Yes. And madly stock up on things or make changes, batten down the hatches. Um, so I guess, Nick, you can, you can save people. Not yet. I've got one more they've left too late. Ooh, what have I missed? If you have not told your staff that you shut down in between oh. Christmas and New Year and given them the official notice, you've left it too late. Yeah, see, I was going to say that one. I thought that's just going to tip people over the edge and they're going to start Weird. drinking whiskey at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Let's hope you're listening at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> um, if you haven't done that, it's too late to do that. There are other ways around it. I do recommend that you get in touch with your HR expert to figure out how to navigate that for you. Please do remember also, if you have only just employed someone and they do not have the required leave, for over the Christmas New Year period, you cannot enforce a shutdown on them without being prepared to pay them in advance. So you need to talk to a HR expert because the rules around that have changed prior to this Christmas period. Um, it's not like it has been in the years gone by. What you can change, though, there are some things that you can change. One thing that I can recall last year getting literally hundreds of eye rolls about was encouraging everyone to continue marketing. We are all just off our tree busy we were crazy busy things were really stressful nobody wanted to market because they didn't think they wanted any more work and guess what happened mid-february through to well, after easter so in the middle of april end of april everybody started to run out of work and why because we didn't market now so you can start your marketing now if you're not currently marketing you need to be marketing but please 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 ensure that you know who you're marketing to don't throw away time and money Marketing to the masses, ensure that we're marketing to your target market. If you don't know what that is, it might be time to reach out and have a chat about how we can help you with that. Um, the other things that you can be doing, of course, is letting your uh, clients know what your procedure is going to be for over the Christmas period. Now, some of you listening to this will be open for emergencies. What does that look like? Is it you that they need to contact or is it someone else? Is there an office number or do you have a supervisor or do you have a leading hand or another team member that will be shouldering all of that emergency call out work or are you actually open business as usual except for the public holidays regardless of what that looks like for you your regular client base need to know about this now this is actually a subtle form of marketing at the same time if you send out an email to your entire database whether you've done work for them before or only a quote let them know what your shutdown period looks like or what their experience might be with you over Christmas so that they understand what to do in an emergency. There's nothing worse when you are stressed and feeling frustrated because something's gone wrong that you call your regular person to come out and help you with something and they can't get through. That only increases everybody's level of frustration. Alternatively, you haven't changed what your message bank might be saying. So they ring and ring and ring and ring and eventually answer, even though you shut down and on holidays in that period. So the next step for you is to put a calendar reminder in to change your mes message bank so that when your clients call your regular number, whether it be your mobile number or your office number, they know what's going to happen next. Hi, you've reached so-and-so plumbing. We're taking some time off for Christmas to spend with our family and we'll be out of office from the 23rd of December right through to the 2nd of January. If you require an emergency call out, please call this number or please take this action. It makes it super simple for them so they don't feel frustrated. They're not hounding you to try and get some sort of result because they don't know what's going on. 
Please take the time to change, make a note now to change your message bank. Then the final thing you need to do is put a calendar reminder in or schedule a message to your entire database again for the day that you shut down for the year. Saying the exact same thing, giving them the parameters at which you are or are not working over the Christmas break so they know what to expect. It's just another quick reminder. They may not even open the email and if something goes wrong, they know that they're going to be able to go back to their email and find you at the top of their email list instead of buried right down the bottom there from around about now, sometime in November. So those few things you can begin to make a change to. I agree with Warwick coming into Christmas. If you haven't sorted out your cash flow before now, it is set and done in the way it needs to be. And you do have the opportunity to understand what that looks like so that you can start to drive the change for early next year. So you should, should, don't you love a good should, Nick? Shoulda, 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 yep. Should, coulda, shoulda, woulda, didn't. Uh, it, it's really valuable to forecast your cash flow now for the first six to eight weeks, 12 if you're in that sort of a business uh, of next year. So uh, I know some of our top level clients are actually in some cases, madly cramming their cash flow forecasting at the moment mm -hmm. so that they've got clarity about the first few months of 2024 and there's a big there's a big payoff for that even if your cash flow looks like rubbish for the early stage of next year it just gives you some certainty going into the christmas break mm -hmm. um because look if it's bad it's bad <clears throat> but if it's bad and you don't know about it that causes this weird background anxiety because in the pit of our stomach, it's like, Oh, I think it's going to be really bad, but I'm not really sure. So not only are you worrying about it being bad, but you're also not sure. So you have all that uncertainty, yes. at least if you do the cash flow forecast now and you put it on paper, it doesn't have to be fancy. You can get all sorts of templates off the web. If you're one of our tradiepreneur members, of course you get access to all the templates and how to's on that stuff. Um, at least you can see what, the number is, and you have certainty about the level of badness. <laughs> uh, sure, it might be too late to do anything about it right now. And there's still some things you can do, Nick. You've talked about marketing. Maybe there's jobs that can be um, followed up. I know a lot of trade business owners out there drop the ball with following up quotes and inquiries, particularly at this time of year where we're busier than a tradie during COVID. <laughs> and we just don't do some of those fundamental things. So some simple follow-ups could actually uncover the odd job or three that you could book in for the back end of January or early Feb when you do come back. Mm. Um, those people might be on holidays anyway. It's like, yeah, look, we thought we'd missed the boat. Um, and you might come back early. Maybe you're one of those employers, as Nick said, that you've got new team or you've got team who don't have enough leave to take the shutdown. Maybe you can task them to some of those jobs and use that as a a positive marketing opportunity and a reason to go back out to some of your old inquiries and say, Hey, we've got team on the ground over the break. Mm. Uh, if you want to get something done early in the new year and get the jump on the busyness, uh, we could slot that in for you. Mm -hmm. So don't overlook that opportunity. You can do that through email marketing you can do text campaigns very easily and cheaply these days. So there are things you can do to still influence that cash flow If it does look a bit, a bit poopy, mm -hmm. like my son's nappies at the moment. <laughs> so we've come full circle as usual Warwick's <laughs> going to push every button I have like a good older brother should like a good 16 year old boy oh my gosh <laughs> me and my son are going to be best mates I'm going to be like this 
60-something-year-old dude with a teenage son and we're just going to be making fart jokes together all the time. I'm sure your wife is really looking forward to that. (laughs) I hope she stays. (laughs) Good luck. I need this one to hang around. Please. (laughs) We all need this one to hang around. Yeah, for your sanity as well. Yes. Um, Nick, any final points on prepping Christmas? I know we talk about this every year, but anything that springs to mind for you? I just think that that some prep is better than no prep at all. I think there's a real tendency to throw everything out of the window in terms of working on the business at the moment and get stuck into the work at hand because there is all that pressure and stress that everybody's trying to place on you. Maybe my final word would actually be that you are in control of what happens. You have the right to say no. You don't have to say yes to the pressure that others are trying to put on you. It's okay to say, sorry, I don't have capacity or no, I can't help you right now. Um, So please take control of what you can at this time of year so that you don't go into Christmas feeling stressed and burned out. Um, Try and make it an easy road in and think about what you can do to make that even easier. For example, you know, setting up some of those systems or structure that we've spoken about today. Now I'm going to swoop in with a plug uh, because every podcast I listen to has about seven minutes of ads and sponsor announcements and affiliate discount deals and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. I just want to tell our listeners that it's never too late to do something about it. Even though I said you've left your run too late with a whole bunch of stuff when it comes to Christmas prepping, uh, Nick's just proved that there's always something you can do. So even if you think it's too late or you don't have time, uh, there's always something you can do. And if you're thinking, well, you know, I don't know how to do a cash flow forecast, we've got trainings on that. Um, we do have some free training on our available on our website. Uh, we also have, um, recently, uh, completed working on, uh, fundamentals course, I guess you won't find that online anywhere at the moment. Um, but we're working on more ways for you to get help easily. Um, and at a price point that works for you. So if you're interested in any of that, in any of our free trainings, you want some support or you do want to find out more about this tradepreneur program thing that Nick and I bang on about all the time. Cause we happen to think it's pretty awesome. We do. Uh, so do our clients, by the way, five stars on Google, Nicole, <laughs> five stars. Nobody has a five star rating anymore. We've got a perfect score. I've just jinxed us now. Yeah, you have. One of these listeners is listening and thinking, I'm going to prove you wrong. I didn't Please like don't that. go give us a four star review just to spite me. Please Cause don't. I'll hunt you down and give you a one star review back. Um, no, I wouldn't do that. Go to the website, tradesinbusiness.com.au. You can find us at the same place on all our socials, of course. Um, but go to the website. There's a stack of great resources there. We've updated everything recently. Um, and go get some support. Go go get some help prepping. You don't have to be alone. <laughs> we can all prep together. We can. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.